Monday morning. Only let's make it interesting. The losers never get to use this table again. Oh, you are so on that things have now become very much like Donkey Kong. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Mike. And I'm Ben. And these are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 3, Episode 9, Foosball and Nocturnal Vigilantism. But before we get into the foosball and the many, many thoughts I'm sure we both have about foosball, let's go uh, into the Poddex deck and outsource Mike's bits. Just so you know, Mike, you are now creating 22 different timelines. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and get that shuffle. Get those timelines a moving. All right. Let's see what we get. This feels like this one feels like we've done it before, and I don't I don't know why. Okay. If you had to pick a new name for yourself, what would you pick? Ben. No, it has to be a new name. Ben 2.0. <laughs> okay, we did it. <laughs> um no, I don't uh I don't actually really know because I think my name kicks butt and okay. um I don't really have any alternate ideas on what um on what I would do for a name. So I guess it is, I guess it's legally Ben 2.0, um, is, Fair enough. which makes me, it's, and I, I, but, ooh, but see, okay, here's the problem with that. If I go around being like, my name is Ben 2.0, sure. they assume that I'm Ben Jr. And I'm just ooh. a nerd who is like, I'm too nerdy to say junior. I'm Ben 2.0. My father's name is not Ben. Mm. Um, I am not Ben Jr. Uh, so I think... I think that causes some problems. I would maybe say Ben.exe. Okay. Because I'm an executable. I do things, right? I, I, I'm going to need some citation on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm doing this podcast right now. Re request drinking, retracted. I'm drinking a tequila and Sprite. So how was that? That's two. Way. That's two things. That's two, it's good. Yeah, you're asking me to do two things. Um, no, that's pretty good. Um, you double click on Ben Exe and it just pops up and and Ben. It's like a bonsai buddy kind of thing, and you're just saying it out on the. <laughs> then you can't get rid yeah, of you me. You can't get rid of me because I'm just never I'm get, just gonna sit in the corner and drink uh, drink things. Just it's you fine. you didn't you didn't ask for me. I'm I'm the the bloatware the that came pre-installed. Wait. <laughs> Ooh, okay, okay. I'm into it. Um, yeah, you you forgot to uncheck the box when installing like WinZip or whatever, Ugh. and now I live on your computer don't for you, all times. Don't you hate WinZip when it does things like that, man? You remember having to install WinZip because computers just didn't have a zip function yeah. built into it? It's true. I mean, we still sometimes have to install stuff if things are in raw format. And, and then, so when, like, I don't want to get out of bed, I'll just be like, 
uh, their system fa- uh, uh, fatal error has occurred. A fav- uh, uh, fatal exception has occurred. Ben.exe was unable to start. And then I'll go back to bad. And then everyone will have to troubleshoot me for a change. No more, <laughs> no more me troubleshooting yeah, computers. Yeah. They'll have to troubleshoot me. Mm-hmm. They'll have to be like, Ben, what, what's wrong? Why won't you start? And you'll be like, I, I need more coffee and a day off. They'll they'll be like, hey Ben, uh, what what's up, buddy? Why why are you not getting out of bed? And I'll just be like, system error zero x zero 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 f zero f zero one two seven. And then they'll be like, oh, I have I have to <laughs> go find not... the bin manual for this. <laughs> that's not helpful. <laughs> God, I didn't. Uh, wh- where did we put the bin manual last time? Um, also i do appreciate you kept it hexadecimal I, i'm very proud of you <laughs> yeah no i tried that's that's why i i i delayed for a moment yeah, so i, I was like oh, oh, oh crap okay um i had to think and then i forgot how numbers worked <laughs> and then so i was just like well okay crap okay no, I've, but I've really backed myself into this corner by not knowing what numbers are yeah. um who knows what numbers are? If you t- if you I bet you if you find a, a math PhD they're like but numbers man what are they really? Anyway, I'm distracting myself because I have to come up with a new name cuz you've got, you've come up with the excellent future proof name bin.exe. That's me, baby. Um I I mean I I think my name kind of is cool. My you know, I go by a shortened form of my name and the easy one to pick would be the shortened version of my name. Um, but I have always been, uh, 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 uh I, I don't know. I like names. Names are fun. Um, mm-hmm. something about Jacob feels good. I don't know why. Just, okay. Just okay. is. I don't know for me personally. I do. I feel like a mic because I've been a mic for 33 years of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I don't know why I say 33 years of my life. That's the entirety of my life. Anyway. So I don't know, like. I like Troy, Luke, like all this kind of stuff sounds good. But, you know, if I had to. Oh, I got it. Okay. Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Um, and no then notes. I could have a bad English accent or an American accent in a Marvel movie. Uh huh. Lord knows I don't um, have a good accent already. Excellent. And then uh, if your name was Benedict Cumberbatch, you could shorten it. Like you could go by Ben and then you would be this podcast would be Ben <laughs> and Ben.exe. <laughs> you know me, Benny Batch. <laughs> <laughs> That's my nickname. If I, uh-huh. my name was Benedict Cumberbatch, and also I was on like morning radio. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's time for your drive time news here with Benny Batch. Benny Batch in the Roach. Uh, I've listened awesome. to way too much morning radio in my life. <laughs> um. Cool. Uh, we we nailed it. Uh, <laughs> as, so- as we often do. Welcome, uh, welcome to uh, Team Ben, because now you are a Ben. I because um, because the podcast didn't have enough Bens before. I've be- made myself Benny Batch. So let's talk about 
Community, season three, episode nine, foosball and nocturnal vigilantism. Vigilantism, vigilantism. I am so glad. What is, what you is did the not... correct? What is the correct? Um, I like how you're asking me for the correct form of words. Where I have literally been roasted on Twitter for a lot of different things that I've said or said wrongly. Legaldictionary.thefreedictionary.com slash vigilantism uh, does have a definition for vigilantism. Okay. Um, now, does that definition also include a pronunciation guide? Uh, no. Okay, um, so we've kind of gone down the wrong path, I think, here. Uh, Wikipedia does not include, uh, okay, vigilantism pronunciation. Okay, here we go. Uh, uh, oh, we got a UK version and a US version. Let's go with the US version. Vigilantism. Okay, okay. I don't know if that came through for you. It did not. Um, that's unfortunate. <laughs> It's very funny to, for you to click a button, nothing happens on my side, and then you just stare at me and say, that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, there's also a UK, uh, so it, it's, it said vigilantism, and there's okay. a UK one, so let's check out that UK one. Vigilantism. Oh, it's basically the same, but with a British accent. <laughs> you know, the best accent. Thank you, Cambridge Dictionary, dictionary.cambridge.org slash pronunciation slash English slash vigilantism. We said it correctly is the important thing. The episode starts out in the student lounge <laughs> at Greendale Community College. Sometimes you just got to go down the path to see if you're right or not. And sometimes you are. Um, two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and I took the one pronounced correctly. <laughs> Take that, Robert Frost. <sighs> He's always catching hands on this podcast. I don't know why. Um, yes, we are in the student lounge uh, in the podcast episode. <laughs> Or in the episode of the television show we do a podcast about, um, the group's relaxing. Uh, some, some. There's, there's a little bit of uh, rambunctiousness coming from the foosball table, but I imagine that's probably not, you know, meaningful to the plot whatsoever. Um, Annie's like, "Hey, what is everybody doing this weekend?" Britta is volunteering at the animal hospital, which Troy immediately thinks is a hospital run by animals rather than a hospital <laughs> for animals, and it's adorable. Uh, Jeff, in Troy's defense, how much? Would that rule? Oh, yeah, it would rule a lot, except for if you were a patient, I think. I mean... If they were so, competent, I would be... That would be the only hospital I'd ever want to go to, ever. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel they like they would have to be competent. I feel like they would have to be, or else they would lose their license. That's fair. I just... You know, there's something about, like, you, you go in for a broken leg, and and the cat doctor is just like i'm not really interested in helping you with your leg there i'm just i'm going to sit over here and groom myself for a bit if that's cool hmm let's see i could give you the life-saving medicine that you need or i could lick my own butt oh i, I see i think i'm going to do the other one i see your medicine here is on the edge of the table let me what just happens if i <laughs> bap, bap, oh it's on the floor oh man oh that was a bit would have been great for you all right, let's get you into surgery. Oh, it's the red dot. I got to go chase that. Uh, clear my schedule. I like Just how, like that. I like how doctors have... <laughs> I don't believe doctors have uh, many assistants that are like, clear my schedule, or at least in the hospital setting. I'm. I, someone has to make the, the operating room schedule. 
I don't think if, you, but I don't think as a doctor, you get to be like, I'm going, I'm not going to do any of them. Like as a private practice doctor, I'm sure you could say, yes, clear my schedule. We'll reschedule everyone that needs to come in. And if they need to go to an urgent thing, the uh, hospital, but I'm a, if I'm a hospital cat doctor, I don't think I just so get I'm to just, say, clear my schedule. I've got a red dot to deal with. I'm just saying someone makes those schedules. <laughs> it's fair. And you gotta, if you gotta clear the schedule, you gotta tell that person who makes the schedules to clear the schedules. I'm saying that I'm correct here. Um, <laughs> I feel like that just clip of "I'm saying I'm correct" is just is just good enough as a good clip. Um. So, uh, yes, I I don't blame Troy at all because it would be a very adorable thing to go to mm. a, a, a a hospital run by animals, a competent. Um, hospital ran by animals yes Britta also mentions that um she she's doing it to pay off the doc the the vet because her cat got lasik mm -hmm. and she's like hey but he's only got one eye and i can't get him a cat monocle it's pretentious mm -hmm. uh, and jeff makes fun of her because she'll do that but won't buy a name brand phone and she shows off her totorola it's very clearly a BlackBerry with some duct tape and a big antenna on it. Mm -hmm. Like it's true. The, the prop department, the prop department, like someone came in and was like, "Hey, make a crappy phone," and they were like, "All right." Well, and we already have just, this phone. Why don't we? They put duct tape stuff it? to a BlackBerry and was like, "Here you go." And I kind of, I kind of love that. Yeah, it must have been wild to work in a in the community prop department because, like. It's there's, true, yeah. There's there's a certain level of artistry and a certain level of not giving a crap that just combines so effortlessly <laughs> in this show. I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. uh, Troy and Abed plan on watching their new copy of The Dark Knight, a super fancy $299, like super special li limited edition. Um, they're planning on doing that Saturday night uh, because it comes with a signature uh, with Christian Bale saying, Abed is Batman now. It's canon. Is there any movie that you would pay $299 for on DVD for any amount of special features? And is it UHF? It was UHF. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, and, it, and it would be for like Weird Al, like hugging me once. Okay. And, and so, a picture of the hugging. I need a picture of the hugging so I can say, look, Weird Al hugged me once. I mean, it's, it's very uh, clear clearly noted picks or it didn't happen um exactly it is so, the literal thing you have to do on the internet so for just 300 american dollars uh if weird al came to your house and handed you a copy of uhf which you probably already own i do already own yes but this one was handed to you by weird al and then he hugs you and is like here's uhf my man and then and then someone took a picture, mm -hmm. so it happened, and then walked out. That would be worth $300 to you. I'd have to answer you after I finished crying uh, because my life was complete, but yes. Um, okay. Because then, well, also I'd be dead because my life completed at that moment. Ah, yes. Excellent. Killed, so, so, killed by Weird Al. But no. <laughs> excellent. Killed by Weird Al's love is slightly different, very important. Um, <laughs> okay. I would be the ghost. Uh, I think this is... <laughs> This is a uh, a pre-show banter bit, but I would be the ghost stealing the flavor of your favorite beverages out of your mouth, and I'd have to tell you that way. Excellent. Um, I'm glad I slipped that into the main podcast. 
in a way that is not understandable in the slightest. Abed does also point out that if it's if it's out, it's not that he's done with it and should be put away. I mean, he still might use it. This is a weird little passive aggressive move about Annie because she, I guess, emptied out a, a bowl of buttered noodles that he yeah. wasn't quite done with. This this so, kind of leads into the the second the B plot, if you will, on this. Um, yes, uh, because uh, uh, Abed, the vigilantism, as it were. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Abed and Troy are not great at, you know, putting their stuff where they should go. Relatable. Um, so <laughs> there's also a trio of German dudes playing foosball very loudly, one of whom is played by Nick Kroll. It's such it's such a weird like I don't I don't understand casting Nick Kroll here. <laughs> he barely gets anything to do. I'm not very familiar with the history of Nick Kroll. Was he already like a, a huge dude uh, at this point? I don't think he was huge, huge, but I think he uh, he he hadn't yet had his his Kroll show yet. I don't believe, um, because I think, I mean, I think he was like on Comedy Bang Bang and stuff like that. But let's see, uh, he had been on uh, Children's Hospital, so that's that tells you a lot there. Um, so it's a hospital run by children. The, you'd think that. Um, <laughs> in fact, I believe they make that joke so many times um, that it's it's also not about, you know, being uh, it's not a, uh, a children or it's not a hospital for children either. It's just somebody named children. Um, but yeah, he 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 hadn't had the Kroll show yet. I if I'm reading correctly. OK, because um, that came out in 2013. 2013 so that's kind of when he kind of blew up a little bit along with the league um 2009 yeah, 2009 to that, 2015 okay yeah i mostly know him from the league um mm. and, and then the, uh later on uh and now big mouth big mouth in 2017 so he's still kind of like coming up so not quite there yet okay um but still, he's a very great comedic actor. It's just very funny that this is like he get, he gets so little screen time in this. It feels it feels now maybe maybe it's just looking back on of like right. This is a huge guest star. And it's like really wasn't at the time. Right. Uh, so yeah, they they say that they'll stop playing if Jeff can score a single point on them, and he fakes disinterest and then spins around and tries to score a point and does not mm -hmm. and uh german nick kroll is like i wish there was a word for the joy i feel from viewing another's misfortune which is a very funny joke mm -hmm. to me it's it's a um, great joke because there is a word for that in your language uh -huh. and, and by your language i mean the german nick kroll's language german we yes. we all learned it from avenue q did we not <laughs> Uh, we probably, probably some of us knew it before because you know german but uh yes i do appreciate the fact that jeff has this whole like monologue about being like of the foos family which is which is funny <laughs> to me but i could not like i hope you drop it in right here my name is clarence thaddeus foos my grandfather fletcher morton foos invented this game for one purpose to have the loudest dumbest thing happen now it has the game of foosball is completed you're free to return to your undoubtedly hearing impaired families. 
uh, it's very it's very enjoyable um, because it's about having the loudest, dumbest thing happen. It was before podcasts really be, uh, gained ubiquity. Mm. So now there's a lot of loud, dumb stuff happening <laughs> in the world constantly. We have so much loud, dumb stuff, and I'm part of it. Me, you over at over at apartment three hundred three. Annie goes to clean off a plate, but then she's like, "Nope." the butter noodles thing all over again this is fine i have some but, concern that it seems like she's the only one that does chores but that's a different discussion i mean look here's the thing in my early 20s early early and mid 20s mm-hmm. i definitely lived with uh i i lived with some male roommates and some female roommates and um Male roommates never do anything ever, and female roommates make you feel bad for the fact that you never do anything ever. So, um, because Ben.exe has crashed right. with a fatal exception, which even that's not totally true. They mostly, uh, mostly they'd be like, uh, Ben, I, I, could you do that? And I'm like, oh yeah, no, sorry, I meant to do that. But like, it's it's a thing especially especially with you know people like Troy and Abed uh who are already kind of inattentive to the demands of adulthood. Right. Like loosely attached to hu- reality. Yes. It's a good way to put it. Um but I do feel like if you took every roommate situation uh where it was like two dudes of that age and one woman of that age. I bet that's probably the dynamic you would get. Sure. More more or less most of the time. Oh yeah, no, it sucks. And I'm not saying that it doesn't suck and I'm not saying that that's how it should be, but I'm like, yeah, no, that's totally how it would, that's how it would work out, especially with these personalities, but also just like in my experience, that is how, right. That is how that, that works. Because I've I've been the dude on both sides of that, so the dude on both sides. Uh, Annie uh, starts to dust the TV in a very non-efficient or effective way. Um, just kind of slapping the TV with a with a uh, a towel. It's not. It doesn't look very good. Like it's not doing a good job. Like I, this is the point of the scene where I'm like out of it because it's like you did a great job over there, but in here you're just slapping a towel against the TV. What do you expect that to do? Episode you gotta get the ruined. Yeah, exactly. It took me way out of the scene. You're telling me she's never dusted a TV before. While doing this, there's a loud crack because she has stepped. On the $299 Super Deluxe Limited Edition, The Dark Knight, signed by Christian Bale himself. Because Abed is Batman now. I do want to point out, it is on the floor. Yes. Now, they seem to keep a lot of their DVDs under the table that the TV is sitting on. Sure. But for 300 bucks, I am like legitimately putting <laughs> that DVD in a safe. Like, I'm sorry. Like, why yeah, would you leave it I... on the floor? I am I'm I'm bad at like putting my stuff away when I should but I never never on the floor right tables sure yes the TV stand yeah no Absolutely. problem 
the kitchen table for some reason. Why is there a DVD there? I don't know. I put it there. Don't yeah, ask me. Totally. The floor, not as much though. So you know, I'm I'm with I'm with Annie on this one. Don't maybe don't put the 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 two hundred ninety nine dollar DVD on the floor. Exactly. Like not. I have some DVDs that I bought like for like ten bucks. Like whatever. I can go buy that again. Whatever. I I don't I don't like leave it on the floor. But I have piles of DVDs in here. But if I had a DVD that cost me three hundred dollars, if I bought a copy of NCAA Football fourteen, that does cost hundreds of dollars now because they haven't made one for years okay uh just gonna skip right over that continue i would not keep it on the floor yes uh at this point troy comes out of their little blanket fort bedroom he does humming daybreak he does lock the door Uh uh-huh he even Um, has a key for it i don't know where he got the key but i'm okay with it (laughs) And uh, yeah, he's he's humming Daybreak. So we get this sort of as a recurring bit, which I love. And uh, he sees Annie freaking out. And then he starts freaking out because Abed obviously is going to lose his mind at this. Right. Um, and Annie's just like, well, OK, we'll just we'll go out and we'll we'll replace it. And he he does say he's like, oh, cool yeah then all we have to do is record 50 commentary tracks by christian bale and then he has annie do try to do a christian bale voice and she she tries it's adorable go ahead you first this scene was a special challenge to all involved stop it that's not a real option the disc is irreplaceably awesome it's it 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 is amazing to me that she is in this panic mode where she is like yes that sounds like a legitimate option. That is I the mean, option we will be taking here. Even if even if you can do a spot-on perfect Christian Bale Batman voice, imagine sitting down and being like, I am going to record 50 different Dark Knight commentary tracks. They all have to be different. They all have to be about different things. They all have to be me doing... Like, I do this podcast for like two hours mm-hmm. a week. And like... And by the end of it, I'm just like, okay, cool. I never want to talk again. My sure. my throat is like, Ben, why did you do that? Um, and apparently imagine, they're, they're all Christian Bale in character as Batman. That's imagine, why they're going into the voice. Of the, imagine Batman. sitting down and being like, okay, I need to watch The Dark Knight 50 times while saying things that Christian Bale would say about it and then recording it. And then like, that's too much. It's too, too much. much, man. It's too much. If you're looking she, for people... She, in that moment, <laughs> in that moment, she's like, yeah, no, this is legitimate. This is a good idea. Well, I think she's panicking, and this one seems like uh, the closest life raft to ju- just try to jump up on, even though it is on fire. Um, So she does attempt it, uh, and then she's like, no, this won't work. Uh, because uh, I was about to say this is fine dog dot jpeg, which maybe my new name would be this is fine dog. I use that. Also I good. use that emo- emoji. Yeah, also uh, good. That image a lot. Uh, Abed knows everything about sitcoms, so every sitcom esque trick that they would try, he knows about it. And Troy convinces Annie that she has to confess. Annie doesn't love that idea. Um, and then, but. Uh, Troy kind of walks off and he does what I called sad daybreak where mm-hmm. he's, st- he's still humming daybreak, but he's also 
kind of crying the whole time. Oh, yes. He is very much like... Um, <laughs> again, just the the best line reads. I'm sorry. They're just so good from, from Troy. In the lounge, the student lounge, Jeff is playing foosball and Shirley comes up and she's like, hey, you know, Jeff, you don't need to care what foreigners think about you. You know, that's your right as an American, which uh, amazing, amazing line. Um, Incredible line. Uh, it, it, it hits it hits different than it used to. Uh, it, well, I don't know if it hits different than it used to. It definitely hit me different uh, today than it did years and years ago when I first saw it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Jeff tells this whole story about how he actually really used to love foosball because... You know, he he didn't have a dad and uh, it was it was sort of his way of like making his mark on the world. Yeah, it was and, just and mascul- masculinity. Yeah, just masculine enough. So without knowing how to throw or catch. And Shirley's like, I have seen you throw. And Which is yeah, fun- it's always funny to me whenever some Joel McHale suggests that he doesn't know how to catch when he was a tight end on a on a college football <laughs> team. Like, just very funny to me. Uh, I always forget about that. And um, I always bring it up. It's, it's, it's like, like the, one of us. I always tell the truth. You always lie. When, how will you escape the dungeon? And to escape the dungeon, you must figure, figure out, out which, which door to take. This one talks only about sports, and this one <laughs> never talks about mm-hmm. sports. How um, can you solve a riddle? Good, good luck. Yes. So <laughs> Jeff used to love it, but then he got bullied. And so he, he stopped. Um, and uh, Shirley has this mentality where foosball is a vile game for vile people. Jeff, that's when Jeff is like, look, this is a guy thing, not a fresh baked pie thing. And then Shirley throws down. She picks up, the 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 or she grabs the foosball rods i guess the foosenschaften the foosen yes the foosenschaften um no i uh, as, as they say in in, in germany, germany probably yeah I, I i as a uh tech worker i i have worked at places that have foosball tables uh because again i i do work at places that are self parodies um and yes we do call them rods uh, I've pulled up the Wikipedia article for uh, table foosball. Um, uh, the table usually contains eight rows of foos men, which are plastic, metal, wooden, or sometimes carbon fiber figures mounted on horizontal metal bars. Each team of one or two human players controls four rows of foos men, one row for each one row each for the goalkeeper, defenders, midfield, and strikers. Players manipulate the rods to control the figures, using them to hold up, pass, or kick the ball. So yes, they are rods officially, mm-hmm. according to Wikipedia. Wikipedia also the, says the, they call the Wikipedia. it Wikipedia. Wikipedia also says that they call it uh, baby foot in France, and that's all I will be calling it from now on. Excellent. I just I like I like that they're called foosmen. It's true. I I always thought they were just called foos. Like that's who the Foo Fighters were always fighting. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, so you look at a foosball table, and there's a bunch of like Dave Grohl is down there punching a yeah. Uh, you got to punch foos him. man. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is there. I'm I am looking at. I'm also on that page. There is an eleven aside uh, table football game in Berlin that looks like it's longer than. I don't know. It looks like it's a mile long. Uh huh. Yeah. No. It's it's very big. And I kind of want to play it, but I know that if I'm at the back or the front, I'm like, "Could you guys get it back here so I could do something?" Thank you. Below that is a picture of the largest uh, table foosball using one meter buddy bear figures. Um, oh, so I each wanna... one of those is one meter high. And they're I all do, bears. They're foos bears. I do want to play that, but it does seem like it's it's it was set up in 2006 in Berlin for the World Cup, so it seems like that's not happening anymore. It looks those foos bears could probably punch Dave Grohl pretty hard, so he better watch out if he fights those. Well, they foos. are just a meter tall. I yeah, assume, but they're also bears. I'm assuming Dave Grohl is closer could, to could, two than one meter. Yeah, okay, but could could you fight a one meter tall bear, Mike? Well, I mean, I could fight a one meter tall bear statue, yes. Could the statue you, could isn't going to move. A, could you fight a one meter tall bear statue that has a dude with a, a wheel on the end that makes it kick you in the face? See, now there's the interesting discussion here. Because no, I would get kicked in the face. <laughs> The table foosball Wikipedia article surprisingly interesting. Um, Shirley does grab the the rod, uh, the rod, the fusion shaft. We've, we've uh huh, and she uh, she pulls off some mad skills, totally dunks on Jeff, and then she's like, "You don't know me." It's very good. Um, I do find it interesting that Jeff is like it's it's a it's a it's a guy thing. Uh, based on some of the backstory, but we'll get to that. So put a pin in that later. Uh, back at apartment 303, uh, Troy and Abed get home and Abed is excitedly talking about what the best order will be for all of the various versions of the Dark Knight. And the apartment is a mess. Mm-hmm. Everything is askew and there's shoes hanging from the ceiling and it's a, it's a whole thing. Annie is like, we've been robbed and she looks at Troy and he's like, oh, man, I can't believe we got robbed. It's very good because he's like being coerced to play along and he's like, I don't want it, but I guess I will. Yeah, this episode is sort of a moral about how Annie needs to just own up. But also Troy could have just been like, dude, it was Annie like the whole time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to be like, hey, man, narcs are cool and you should totally be a narc. But also... There comes a point when you have to be like, she is dragging us on a ridiculous adventure mm-hmm. because she doesn't want to fess up. Like, you need to hit that that eject button mm-hmm. the moment she is she is pretending that that y'all got robbed. Right. Yeah. The, you, when you, the gotta, shen- you gotta eject. There, there's a, a, a truth to shenanigans meter, and you gotta make sure you're in the right spot because if you go too close to shenanigans, it's just a sitcom at that point. You gotta tell the truth. And uh, we we cut back to the school. Um, we, so we, we don't get any closure on that yet. We cut back to the school and Jeff really wants Shirley to teach him how to play foosball. And she's like, no, it's, it's an evil game. It brings out the worst in us. Like an out of town wedding where the reception is at the same place as everyone's rooms. Um, which is... <laughs> I, I like that description because I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I could see that. Everyone gets all horny up and then 
drunk and then the rooms are right there, like a lot of bone in can happen at that <laughs> at that at that wedding. Look, I'll be honest, I've not been to any weddings that have that have had that situation. So Me neither, which is why I, I can only imagine how, how horned up everyone's gonna be. I am but imagining also- <laughs> my my interpretation of that was not the horned up uh situation, but it was more of a I'm, you know, you're, you're leave the party because you're tired and you're drunk. You try to go to bed, but the party's happening right outside. Oh no. I assumed it was all, it was all about being horny. Cause like, and you here know, I if, am. If, if the reception, <laughs> if the reception is somewhere without hotel rooms, just as God intended, um, you, you by definition have to leave room for Jesus because you can't, you can't just be like, Hey, uh let's i guess let's go like bone up in the in the broom closet because a broom closet not sexy b only only two people can be in that broom closet at the I same might time argue that that broom closet might seem pretty sexy if there are people out that wall that don't know that you're boning but we're different discussion <laughs> D- different uh, discussion for a different podcast i not this I, one. I feel i feel like maybe uh there's some stories that i need to ask you about after the podcast um, so, <laughs> so, All right. good, good uh, lead in, but yeah, so I just, so I, I just assumed that it, it was about like easy, easy way to like hook up with people, mm. which is also funny to me because pretty much every wedding I have ever been to has been like the guests have been like 98% couples and then like four single people. And sometimes that single person has been me and Mm -hmm. I did not bone anyone in any coat closets or broom closets or whatever, because like there's like four single people. I'm trying to think of, of a wedding that I've actually attended while not with my current wife. And the only one I can think of is when my uncle got married when I was eight. Okay. And I was an usher. Excellent. There was no uh, boning there. I should hope not. For me. I, sh- I should hope not. But Sincerely I did, hope not. I did have multiple good pictures with my grandmother. Thank you very much. As I looked dapper in my little suit with my little usher pin, I was very bad at being an usher at eight, o'clock, eight years old, but I was trying and I wanted to stand next to my grandmother. We have gotten way off task. So uh, what, we're, this episode isn't about a wedding when you're eight years old and you're an usher. What? Uh, it is not surprisingly. Oh man. So uh, <laughs> it's about foosball. Jeff- Jeff is like, you finally have one thing I actually need. And, and then he catches himself and he's like, okay, yeah, wh- whatever. No, no, no. He, I mean, he, he starts. He, he does say like, oh, I'm sorry. That was mean. I This shouldn't be so important to me. I'll see you on Monday, which I think is really important character growth for him. Like usually he would just kind of go in, but he's yeah, like no, recognizing that he's hurting his friend's feelings. And it's like, look, I... I was in the, like I was in the moment that was wrong of me to do. I will I will see you on Monday. I think that is a really mature thing for him to do cuz I don't think he would have done it a season ago. No, I think you're right. Um but as he's walking away, uh Shirley is like tomorrow, dawn, be there in the student lounge. Mm-hmm. 
And then it's clearly against he, it, against her better judgment. Like she's like, uh huh. Well, she's she's even like, dear Lord, please forgive me. Please have mercy on him. And then Leonard is there, and he's like, the stakes have never been higher. Shut up, Leonard. I found your YouTube page. What's the point in reviewing frozen pizza? You're talking about it. Well, that is true. <laughs> and, then, and then she's like shut up leonard i found your youtube page what's the point of reviewing frozen pizza and he's just like you're talking about it and that and that just makes me laugh because i listened to an entire podcast about uh rating and reviewing fast food uh uh restaurants uh-huh leonard was just ahead of the time i leonard think leonard was ahead of this time because now uh now you could you could be like i'm gonna do a podcast about rating frozen pizza and people would listen to it Mm -hmm. like absolutely you could do a youtube series about it and people would watch it Mm -hmm. i've i listen to and watch worse content on podcasts and youtube absolutely true it the Um, the year 2021 is a wild place for us all to be in I mean, hell, he, he, Leonard would have done gangbusters on TikTok, I bet. Just like, oh my god, quick, I can't even imagine Leonard's TikTok. Quick, quick little uh, you uh, TikTok about Eugenio's frozen pizza, and then like some some just cool stuff at the end, and then people are like, oh yeah, I love Leonard's frozen Honestly, pizza reviews. The the TikTok idea I have for Leonard in my head is the when he was uh, naked when he was skinny dipping in the pool. And uh-huh. he's just like, sup guys, I'm skinny dipping in the pool. And then you just hear the Dean being like, you can't skinny dip in the pool. It's like busted. Ah! And then that's the end of the TikTok. Um, uh-huh. I would follow that TikTok account. I'm not even going to, I'm not, I'm not would, ashamed to probably, say it. I would um, probably sign up for TikTok for that, for that content. Dang. Leonard would get me on TikTok. Bend.exe is not on TikTok, but Leonard would get him on TikTok. They they have a little uh, foosball training session. Because um, mm-hmm. you got to tap into your darkness. Like, like uh, and Jeff says, the few times you've been little bad is the times I've liked you most. Like when you make fun of Vaughn's nipples or what you did to Pierce's hoagie. We've never seen that and I hope we, ne- to God, we never do. <laughs> uh-huh. There's this whole training. Uh, this is not really like a montage. It's maybe a mini montage. Yeah, they basically she's, just she's yell giving kill a at the TikTok. Or, yeah. <laughs> they they just yell kill at the foosball table. Kill! It's like yeah, what's going she's on like, here? She's like it's kill or be killed, and she's like say it, kill or be killed, and then they start shouting kill, kill. like it's it's wild. Uh, but Jeff. In the span of of one day, gets amazingly good at foosball. Well, so I mean, we still have some some path to go in this uh, foosball discussion. So let's uh, put a pin in that one uh, because we got to go back to apartment three hundred three. Officer Kakowski, welcome back, Officer Kakowski. Um, is looking around. It's like I'm sorry we couldn't get a car over until now. Our captain was killed on duty last night. He left behind two kids and a pregnant wife. This so is anyways, a comedy you're television a show. Well, yeah, but it's comedy because he shifts from that to so you're missing a Batman DVD. That is true. That's the joke. But I mean, it's still sad. I'm still a little sad for this captain I did not meet. But think about the the, the babies. Ben, the babies. He's like, so it's weird that like they came in and they only took a Batman DVD. And Annie 
decides she has to up the game because she can't get caught. So she's like, oh, well, they also took uh, this gold ne- necklace. White gold. Uh, it's white gold uh, with with some gems on it. Uh, got it for my uh, bat mitzvah. I believe it also um, has her name on it in Hebrew. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, which is like and then- a very like a lot of this, like it just kind of ups herself for basically no reason to make this like super like specific piece of jewelry mm-hmm. with, well, this, I mean, with the, the back background, which is, he says makes good color. Here's, here's a segment I call Ben's lying advice. So if you, if you are trying to lie, um, particularly to say a police officer, um, first off, which for legal, for legal reasons, I do not recommend that. However, let's say hypothetically you are because you stepped on your friend's Batman DVD and if he finds out that you broke it, he will maybe kill you in your sleep. And so this is self-preservation mode. So you're, you find yourself lying to a cop. You got to really sell the details <laughs> because if you're just like, yeah, they also took uh, a necklace that I, that I had. Um, and then the cop is like, well, okay, then you, they, they don't believe you. But if you can say, oh, well, I got it for my bat mitzvah. It's got my name on it in Hebrew. Uh, it was also from my, uh, I, some relative. I don't remember who it was. Me neither. Um, and uh, then then provide information about how, like, you know, she didn't have a lot of money, but she she married into money and, you know, whatever. Like, you got you to gotta concoct this whole story. And then, but the the problem is, because this is Ben's lying advice, the mm-hmm. the corner where I tell you how to lie to authority figures, mm-hmm. hypothetically speaking. Yeah, is okay, that, we're going to have to, there's a disclaimer coming, <laughs> Just but keep going. There is a limit to how many details you can give, because the more details you give, the more you have to keep track of. Because if you say, oh, it was white gold, and it had my name in Hebrew and it was from my grandmother. And then 20 seconds later, he's like, oh, wait, I need to write that down. So it was it was uh, gold and from your aunt. And you're like, yes, well, you just screwed up and the cop knows it. And the cop is going to catch you because guess what? It's Lieutenant Columbo and he's here to catch you in your lives. OK, first off, and I wasn't seeing the left turn coming. Did not see you're the left jail, coming. baby. Also, Columbo's a homicide detective, so it turns out also you're wanted for murder, and you didn't even know it, even though you did you did kill the guy because Columbo only gets it right ever. We never see him get it wrong because he's he's never wrong. Well, it's also a television show, so t- showing him getting it wrong would kind of puncture the Columbo mystique. Um, I d- Anyways, as, that's, as Ben's, your that's Ben's. That's before, Ben's lying corner. Before it's, we leave it's the, how to, the lying how to lie corner. to authority figures. Before we lo- leave the corner, I just want to say this: uh, a couple things uh, for 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 posterity's sake. For every uh, uh, courts uh, that this uh, clip is coming out of, I I hello. Um, we apologize for putting out some great lying advice. Um, but we are not liable for any lying that any clients of yours may have done because they listen to this podcast. 
Um, that ended up being kind of a disclaimer as well. But uh, we are not actually advising you to do this lying. Um, when you when you when you are talking to a cop, I, it's probably best you don't lie. <laughs> Mike apologizes. I do not. I appreciate that Ben.exe is doubling down. Um, Mike will not be a co-defendant at your trial. However, for for legal reasons, uh, I do not advocate any of the things that I just said. Wink. So, um. Anyways, after Boy. after this story, Officer I'm not Kukowski looking to, is like, I'm not looking forward to the emails we are gonna get. Officer Kukowski is like, that's good color for the report, but you know, small stuff like this almost never turns up. Um, and as he's leaving, he's like, wait, you look familiar. Did I ever pretend to shoot a guy in front of you to teach you about gun safety? She's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's so. I got a thing for faces. I do appreciate that the fact that they remembered the conclusion to conspiracy theories and interior design. I really appreciate that they're like, like the person that is the script doctor or the script person, like Annie was in uh, the Dean's uh, Mm -hmm. commercial is like, hey, 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 we can make a reference here. Hey, hey, hey. Mm hmm. I really appreciate that of like remembering what is what has happened on this television show. Um, Abed, as after uh, Officer Krakowski leaves and we give him a a quick salute away, uh, Abed says something doesn't add up. There was no force entry suggesting an inside job, and instead of taking cash and laptops, they take the Dark Knight DVD and one piece of ornate jewelry. As Annie is about ornate Hebrew themed jewelry. Oh yes, I forgot about that (laughs) specific wording, which is a very interesting way of putting it. Um, Uh As Annie is like, I bet I. He says it was the landlord. Something's got to be done, and Troy is like, "Let's not leap into thing doing." Which is such a great line. I'm sorry, these lines are so good. I have to do things because I'm Ben.exe. It's my it's my function to do things. To be fair, so I there, always... there is a function in Ben.exe that says jump to thing doing and it's a re- Boolean uh-huh. return and sometimes it returns false. Go to 10 mm-hmm. and uh, line 10, jump to thing doing. Line 20, go to 10. Nailed it. Well, that would suggest that you're always thing doing. Oh, constantly. But sometimes you're like, I do not wish to thing do. <laughs> what was that sentence you just said? <laughs> Did I become Yoda there? <laughs> I think I think this is, is an indication that we've been doing this podcast for too long. Back in the lounge. Uh, the they're they're still practicing foosball. The Germans show up because they want to play. They're also carrying a soccer ball, which is important in this scene only. <laughs> this scene only. They challenge Jeff and Shirley. They're like, "All right, but we'll we'll do this. We'll do this Monday morning." But but let's make it interesting. The losers never get to use this table again. And then and now it's time for the one of the funniest bits of physical comedy in this definitely well, in this before, episode. Before the physical oh, comedy. Oh, it's so good, though. Before the physical comedy, Jeff, Jeff, Nick Kroll, German Nick Kroll. I, I mean, we can call say, him German Jeff. Does say, you are so on that things have now become very much like Donkey Kong, which I only wanted to bring up because I say not exactly that. I, <laughs> I butcher the line, but I, I do say it is on in a manner similar to Donkey Kong. Sure, yeah. All the time. It's a good line. It's a very good line. 
and then Jeff does say we're going to kick Doss butt, which um, also surely, surely congratulates him on the line. It's fine. I mean, uh, like I it's, mean it's, it's good. It's, it's not good. great. Uh, so now B minus B- now, uh, now, sure. now get to your physical yes. comedy. Now I will get to my favorite thing. Physical comedy when so. So there's three Germans. Nick Kroll is in the middle and then he has a the soccer ball, as mentioned. He puts his arms around the other two and kicks the soccer ball as it's thrown in a foosball manner directly at Jeff. And Jeff's he's like, a giant foos man. Yeah, he's a giant foos man. And then they just leave, leaving the soccer ball and everything. And Jeff's like, did they do that? Were they carrying around that soccer ball just to do that bit? Did they leave that soccer ball? That was a $25 bit and it wasn't even good. I also just realized that because there are three. So there are three Germans. Yes. And you only need two people to play foosball. And in the final, the final matchup that happens later, it's two on two. Yes. I think the the entire reason there is a third German foosballer is for this, this bit. Absolutely. Because you can't do it. You can't do it with two people. You mm-hmm. need a third person. Yes. So this this bit got this guy a role on Community because and, they needed a third person to turn I, Nick Kroll into a foos man. And frankly, I hope it it got him his union card. I hope I hope that he got a union <laughs> card in, in healthcare for this. I hope so. So back in apartment three hundred three, Abed comes out of the dreamatorium. He is dressed as Batman. He is talking like Batman. He mm-hmm. believes truly that he is Batman. Uh, he gives a speech I d- did not write down. <laughs> you know, I'm not great at this, uh, and, but he does head out the fire escape with a grappling truck a hook that Troy got him for Christmas, and Troy's very heartened by that. And he does literally come clean and tells her, it tells him that he was she was cleaning and she stepped on it. And Abed doesn't believe her. You, if it was true, you would have come forward a long time ago. You're just lying now to keep me out of danger. And then he repels down the fire escape and seemingly falls a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Annie's like, what do we do, Troy? I- I'm going after him. And and Troy like climbs out the window and says, Mo- you moving in with us was supposed to tone us down. I do also like how when Abed, as, uh, when Batman, because it's not Abed, it's Batman. That's obviously. true. I, I, when- I apologize for using the wrong words there. When when Batman is like, you're only telling me this to try to keep me out of danger, he does kind of put his hand on Annie's cheek, like he's kind of caressing her cheek a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to this old trope of of Annie really kind of falling for the physicality of Abed doing his characters, where like she's into this. Like she is she is having a moment where yeah, she's yeah. just she like, like leans in like like a uh-huh. cat would do if you pet a cat. Uh huh, and uh, yeah, I I like that I like that callback, and I kind of like that as sort of a, a character trait for Annie, where sure. it's just like, like it's it's pretty funny, and I, I like that they keep coming back to it. It's pretty good. I agree. Then we go to our favorite spot in the Communiverse, Senior Kevin's. Woo woo, margaritas for all, including Shirley and Jeff, who are actually there. I, I don't uh-huh. have anything further. I just want to cheer about Senior Kevin. Yeah, so they're they're having some margaritas and they're they're becoming they're becoming good friends, which is which is great. Mm. Um, and then the, Jeff 
kind of asks about like how how do you get so good at foosball and she tells the story about how when she was a kid she used to hustle this table down at the ymca across town Mm -hmm. and uh she um she schooled this this skinny white boy so bad and and just just the anger came out of him uh, out of her and so she jabbed him with the rod and then he peed himself and once you make a boy pee his pants you start thinking about where your life is headed we cut back to actual senior kevin's where jeff is staring in disbelief because he remembers that game he was the skinny white boy that peed his pants and he recoils, telling her that her religion is just a veil covering a horrible monster and runs off saying, I had a lot of Mountain Dew that day. Yeah, they in the flashback, uh, young Shirley does say, I, I beat this kid all the way to all the way to Tinkletown. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, they th- people called me Tinkletown for like I had to I had to move and change like, everything. I mean, about we him. find out that we find that out later. Right. But the, the Tinkletown name is important. Because I believe that he also refers to her as Big Cheddar at this point, or is that yep. later? Yep. Yep. We find Big out that Cheddar Shirley is, is Big great Cheddar. Name. Big Cheddar, Big is, Cheddar is, a is a fantastic name. Big Cheddar is an awesome. You know what? If I could change my name, <laughs> we got it. If I could change my name, Big Cheddar. Big Cheddar is a great That's name. Me. Big Cheddar Mooney. That is me. All right, we did it. And we found it. It's reasonably close to Ben that you could be like, no, no, no. Ben was my old name. Now I'm Big Cheddar. I know I'm Big Cheddar. Please, uh, please. Big Cheddar was my father. Please call me Mr. Cheddar. <laughs> Back uh, at, at Rick, the landlord's, uh, he's watching some porn about Woodstock, I guess. Um, Excellent. That's the th- his his apartment is strangely barren. Um, Not strangely, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think it's a strange thing that is he a, a man watching porn in in uh, in the middle of his room uh, is strange. No, but his his room is basically uh, an easy chair and a TV and then like a pile of things against the window. That's it. That's yeah. all that's in the room. There are some people I know that would live that way. I'm just saying. <laughs> And I think it's strangely barren, especially for someone who's a landlord. That, like, that is fair. Because here's the thing. I have definitely lived like that. But I also pretty much up until recently um, was like, I'm probably going to be moving every single year for the rest of my life. That is a fair point. So, you know, you don't unpack boxes because like you're just going to pack them up again in, in like 365 days, my man. Exactly. Like, no, a, no reason. A to similar amount of logic was, uh, it, you know, you could use to like, why am I gonna get? Why am I gonna shower? I'm just gonna get dirty tomorrow. Uh huh. Exactly. Why? Why do I need to unpack stuff? I'm just gonna watch the same porn about uh, Woodstock, I guess, tomorrow. It's my, that's my life. Look, he unpacked his porn, and that's about it. That's about it. That's all you need. Uh, Abed, There's been a lot sorry. of discussion about porn on this episode. Batman comes through the window and uh he's he's like you know what i came here for scum where are they and this is as troy and and annie are kind of following batman into the apartment and rick is like the 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 closet they're they're in the closet and so they open up the uh, troy opens up the closet and it's just tons and tons and tons of women's shoes and and Troy, sweet Troy, 
says that landlord doesn't have a wife or women's feet. Annie pretends that she found the DVD in this pile of shoes and it looks like it's broken. This um, is my favorite. Like there's so many great Troy moments here, but this is my favorite where he just leans down next to her. He's like, who are you? I just love how there was no uh, breaking and entering of Abed's apartment or, you know, the, the apartment three or three, but there's definitely breaking and entering to the landlord's uh-huh. apartment. Um, I'm just glad the landlord was wearing pants considering he was watching his Woodstock themed porn. I mean, they are boxers, but yes, they, they're pants enough. They're covering. They, they're they're covering the bits. I really love the idea of if this show had an uncensored version of it where he'd just be like <laughs> ready to crank uh-huh. it. I don't know if that's going to make it. <laughs> it is like, so there was a, uh, the, 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 teen sex movie called sex drive where <laughs> i mean why uh, why put any uh like yeah just go for it don't put any uh-huh. like nuance sex dr- let's call we're gonna drive and you're gonna have sex so what are we gonna call that sex car sex drive sex drive nailed it. uh-huh sex sex car i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure it was called sex drive i'm gonna double check that yes 2008 movie sex drive um James Marsden? Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's in it. Um, Seth Green's in it as Seth, the uh, Seth Amish Green dude. doesn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. This movie uh, came out, and they, they had an uh, uh, unrated version. And the very first scene in the unrated version is uh, one of the characters being like, don't you hate it when you spend the money on an unrated version? And it's like... 45 seconds of extra footage that isn't even really relevant to anything. Well, we, we want you to get the most, most bang for your buck. And so we just decided to, uh, uh, superimpose naked people over some scenes. And so sure enough, throughout the entirety of the unrated version of sex drive, it's just like the normal movies going on. And then some totally naked women down at the bottom of the screen, just existing huh so uh, that's that's what i always think about anytime someone says an unrated version and i'm like it's it's not gonna be better than that because like most of the time like i've seen the unrated versions of things and i'm just like i i barely even notice the difference this is like okay you're 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 doing this as a, a really meta joke this is an abed level joke but also with way more nudity right I, I don't think there's a whole lot of nudity in Abed jokes. Not usually, no. But um, in this one, yes. Anyway, so yeah, in the uncensored or in the unrated community episode, uh, season three, episode nine, uh, the landlord is definitely mid cranking it uh, when they bust <laughs> in because it's unrated. Sure. And Annie uh, has to have some kind of reaction to it, but I'll let you find out. Um, I mean, Batman barges in first, so I think probably he's he's concealed it back uh, back behind some some boxers by the time Annie comes in. So the rest of the scene can play out normally. It's that it's that extra 12 seconds of footage that sex drive warned me about. (laughs) I can barely (laughs) tell the difference between what aired on NBC and what is unrated. (laughs) 
Just there's it's basically the same thing. Why didn't um, they just air the unrated one? It seems fine. It's to- it's totally the same thing. So we'll we'll see What's how much of on? any of that makes it into our rated version of this episode. Uh, uh, but if it t- does, tune in tune in for the unrated version where we have superimposed naked people on this audio <laughs> podcast. Um, just trust, just trust me right now, because you're listening. You're listening to the unrated version. Just trust me. There's a naked person right here, right now. The naked person of your choosing, listener. It's it's exciting. What if the unrated version of this podcast was just exactly the same, but also I just had a uh, like porn site up in the corner, just like. <laughs> No, just, it's, I think it's be- there on my it's there on my screen and and at the beginning I'm like this is the unrated version because <laughs> I I have sex.com I don't sure. know if that's a real thing up on up on my screen this whole time it's I, unrated I think it would be better if you just played like through throughout the entirety of the episode played like porn music behind like you know that kind of stuff without like without changing a thing to the podcast if it was just the music behind us mhm um, i've i've caused some th- so i'm what i'm hearing is on monday <laughs> monday evening you're like okay then got to find that porn music yeah just imagine uh, making a whole other feed uh, uh, good good morning greendale unrated i can't um it's the it's the exact same it's the exact same podcast, but also at the very beginning, I'm like, I had a a, a naked lady in the corner of the, my screen while we recorded this. And then otherwise it is identical. <laughs> and also, also I, I leave in one F word. <laughs> okay. Nailed that's it. good. I like that. But if we could, if we did more of them, it wouldn't be worse than unrated uh so so subscribe to our new podcast good morning greendale unrated because we get double we get double the listeners Uh, i'm not sure that's how that works where where was i uh we we cut to the lounge shirley and jeff are are arguing about Mm -hmm. their their uh, a shared past that they did not know that they had well shirley's like sitting in the dark and then jeff comes in like if you had to say something why didn't you put it in the text message um, she wasn't sure what to say. Jeff had to change schools and changed everything, his hair, his clothing, et cetera, because of her. And they go to the table, the foosball table, of course, because you got to go to the foosball table. Well, they they need to throw down. And the only the only tool for fighting they have is foosball. Mm-hmm. And here is an anime break where they both scream and then that kind of moves into an anime uh, showdown. And the ball uh, lands in the exact center of the table, and neither can get it with their foosmen, which I literally wrote down as with their foos because of my understanding of the foos fighters. Mm -hmm. The foo Mm -hmm. fighters, I'm sorry, I don't mean to incorrectly name the band, uh, because they fight the foo. Um, And uh, Jeff tells Shirley that every game he won fairly, foosball was how I measured my value, and Shirley took it away. And Shirley tells him about, you know, she had just grown so much. Everybody stopped liking her. And this game was all she had. And they both realize, like, you're I'm you're a perfectly fine person. You are, too. And they just which is great because they're still they're still yelling it in anime style Mm -hmm. where it's like 
they look super angry and it's the anime style with all the like action lines and everything and and they're like everyone stop liking me this game is all i had it's all i had well that's stupid you're a perfectly fine person so are you thank you you're welcome <laughs> yeah it's great um, and then uh, we kind of go back to real life and Shirley apologizes and Jeff says, you have nothing to apologize for. We go back to apartment 303. Uh, Officer Kukowski's there. Rick has promised to stay out of their apartments if they promise to stay out of his. And um, and he's also like, and I'm tired of saying this to people, but these things wouldn't happen if you just invest in a simple shoe safe. I will say this is a funny line, but it does feel like victim shaming. To it's me. very victim blaming. And I, I, we did also kind of gloss over the fact that Rick did steal uh, uh, hundreds Annie's. of shoes. Well, hundreds of shoes, but specifically uh, yes. the Annie's uh, ballet shoes. That is true. Yes, he is. So so he does. He does have. I mean, I assume all the other tenants in the building probably mm -hmm. also have shoes. All the female tenants, yes, that probably is have shoes well. stolen. It is. Um, it is very uh, unsettling. Yes, but but it is important to this scene that yes, Rick did also steal some of Annie's shoes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it wasn't so. Like she is. She is actually very directly wronged in this. Yes, and so, um, and so she's like. Well, that's 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 all that happens, and and Kukowski's like, well, look, sweetie, you're a renter. Look forward to owning your own house, and be glad that he's not into heads. And then he leaves because, like, well, I mean, that's not true. He goes to leave. Uh, uh, Batman does offer his services because um, mm -hmm. he usually gets like, out of school about four, and he's like, okay, but this guy sleeps outside of your room, and that's okay. And then he leaves um you know doing doing some victim blaming and judging uh, yeah. all at the same time we we do love officer kakowski there are you know there's some learnable bits here some some teachable moments abed doesn't understand why rick would deny taking the dvd and why he would even break it and annie's like well maybe he stepped on it by accident and he was really really sorry about it and abed's like well that would be all the more reason i'm sorry batman is like all the more reason to confess and then he's like, not everybody is perfect. I want to apologize on behalf of everyone who's not normal or who is normal. Batman's like, yeah, that's that's fine. But, you know, I, I wouldn't mention it to Abed. That guy is pretty ruthless. And that's coming from Batman. And then uh, Batman does a quick change. And then a Abed shows up and Troy's like, oh, Abed, where have you been? And, and he's like, really? <laughs> uh-huh. It's very so, good. We cut back to the lounge, um, and uh, we we finally get this showdown between the Germans and Jeff and Shirley, and they have hatched a plan where, rather than winning, they manage to use their sweet foosball skills to place the ball exactly in the middle where no one can get it, mm -hmm. and then they just walk off, and they're just like, no, we're going to go see a movie. On Monday morning, instead of school. Hey, you know what? That sounds rad. It does sound rad. Don't get me wrong. You know, no one's no one's in line. No one's no one's gonna be there talking all loud. You yes. pretty much get the theater to yourself. School is for losers. So this whole show is about a school, and they're all losers. Every single one of them. 
Prove you me wrong. What? Except for Leonard. Leonard can get it. A p- what? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that into the sentence, but okay. Uh, put a pin in Leonard for later. Um, uh, Pierce does ask, when are they so close? Which, by the way, is, I believe, the second line Pierce has in this episode. Um, uh-huh. and, the, and the camera cuts back to Shirley and Jeff, but they're kids and they're arm in arm walking away. And it's very yeah, nice. This is, this is a, a weird uh weird episode where we get like two lines out of pierce and like four lines out of britta and then uh, we uh, instead of like putting shirley on the back burner for once we we get a lot of shirley in this one i mean i we will get there in grades for how i feel about get, finally getting some shirley uh i feel like you could probably tell what i'm thinking about uh, but we do have a tag to talk about. And guess what? Leonard's frozen pizza review of Eugenio's four cheese pizza. <laughs> it's enjoyable. It also includes a Chuck Lorre-esque uh, vanity card, which I read, but I, 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 I mean, I saw and then like pause and I'm like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. you're skipping over one important mo- uh, point, though. Uh, he does call it uh, Kroger's and not the correct Colorado term of King Supers and or City Market. Ah, uh, yes, I almost forgot. How dare I? When it's it just it's very fly, just fly by the Colorado moment of the show. It's very important. I mean, technically, it is a Kroger brand, but he would but not call it Kroger's. You wouldn't be like, "I'm going down to the Kroger's." You'd be like, "I'm going over to King Supers." Exactly. So. Yet another pin in they they in that they do not understand Colorado thing, which is fine because they don't really claim to. But I'm gonna still point it out. <laughs> what I, was with that two two three area code in the other episode? Think about it. I I have thought why are about there palm it? trees? I have thought about that too. Ah oh, man, <laughs> I can't handle it. I'm I'm like coughing because I can't handle the 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 Kroger trutherism. Uh, anyways, yeah. So, um, Leonard likes it. Uh, he he definitely rates it a buy. Um, he does say the cheese is good and the sauce is good. There's uh, a bunch of uh, the the caption cards that come up, which isn't even a feature on YouTube anymore. So this doesn't <laughs> make any sense anymore. But they say rate five stars, agree or disagree, leave a comment, click here to subscribe, check out my blog and DVD, and then the song High as Hell plays. Uh, which is uh, the reason why I decided to to use it for our grades. Uh, <laughs> and the, the truth finally comes out. Um, and uh, then, yeah, we do get the the end card, which I only wrote down most of because I had to pause it. Like, I didn't even mean to. I paused it to write something else. And this came up. So I was it's like, well, perfect. I'm here. Might as, might as well read it. Um, but the bottom part of, of the Hulu thing blocked the, so I don't, I don't have closure for it, but it says, first off, would someone please explain to me why in the age of digital streaming, I have to pay late fees for the movies I rent. I'm a responsible person. I pay my taxes. Seriously. I'm not trying to be a dick about this. I really want to know. It seems to me that the only competitive advantage these rental stores have over the internet is face-to-face customer service. So why are you working so hard to make me not want to talk to you just because I kept Dan in real life a couple of extra days? There weren't, there were a lot of special features and I didn't ask my daughter for a Blu-ray player not to see them all. 
oh, and by the way, what happened to the days when these rental jockeys would actually watch the movies they have so that they could give you recommendations instead of just standing there like the doy. Yeah, I guess there's probably nudity in Dan in real life. Well, guess what, Chelsea? There isn't. That Juliet <laughs> Bonucci, though, va 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 voom. That's one <laughs> frozen pizza that gets, and then I couldn't read the rest. I believe he he throws out his Twitter handle in that as well. Um, but, um, but I did not. I also like I saw it and I was like, I didn't want to like write it down. That seems like a lot of work. It was a lot of work, and I did it, and then <laughs> I realized at the end I couldn't get to the bottom uh, because the the play bar on Hulu. Yeah was covering it it's true i i did google it uh, a few times to see if i could find the full text could not gave up so you know a good good morning greendale story you got two-thirds of the way there a ben.exe story so <laughs> anyways that is the end of the episode and that means that it is time for grades and this time, it's not being used for a Eugenio's Four Cheese Pizza review. I would give Eugenio's Four Cheese Pizza a B. I would give it you know. four slices out of four. So as I mentioned in our, our recap, uh, I really appreciate the fact that we actually get a lot of Shirley. And I think we build uh, Shirley's character in an interesting way where she's kind of fighting against um, some of her kind of baser uh baser character of like i'm going to take this white boy down and realizing that this they've actually had this history in the past where they didn't seem to have it before um i really appreciate that of like that fleshing out of that character and again i think uh yvette uh nicole brown is incredible and i think she she deserves like a spotlight on this show that she doesn't get a whole lot um, and I and I'm fine with putting Chevy Chase and uh, Gillian Jacobs. I'm fine with them being put in the back uh, the back burner for a bit because we often get a lot about them and being able to kind of get Shirley and kind of get a Jeff and Shirley's relationship a little bit more detailed. I think is really important to them. I think Nick Kroll's uh, comedic bit is very good. There, that is the reason to have Nick Kroll on a thing. Um, I think he sells it clearly uh, i think it's all very good um there's some troubling uh, suggestions in the abed shirley or uh, abed uh annie uh, troy storyline about uh, rick the landlord specifically that i'm not a huge fan of but that's that's rick's problem not mine um and uh you know i just find it an enjoyable episode uh i find it interesting that they're actually discussing the dark knight the movie in Christian Bale instead of like a kick puncher-esque thing. Uh, but I guess you, when you've built uh, Abed to be Batman, you kind of have to refer to the real life thing. Um, you, you also just can't sell me on a $299 kick puncher special DVD. Like you got to make it an actual big blockbuster. So that's, that's fair. Um, and they do. And, and I think it's, it's, it's really interesting from that perspective, but you know, I, I, I think it's a really good episode. I enjoy it very much. So, um, I, I, especially like the fact that it's just like, here's a random anime part for no reason, really. Um, which is just a really funny part to add in for, again, doesn't seem like there's much reason to do so. Um, 
I'll give it, you know, I think I, I, again, I really like Shirley having, you know, a characterization. So I'm going to give this an A because I really like diving deep into that Shirley character. Cause I think there's far more interesting things with, with her, the way that she's, you know, kind of like the duality of, you know, she's a Christian woman, but she's has these things in her past. Um, and I, I find that very interesting. I think, I think it's a very funny episode, so I'm going to give it an A. Excellent. Um, yeah, we know because we, we know that, um, Shirley has anger issues to the point where she will put someone's face through a jukebox. That is, Mm -hmm. that is known Canon. And, I do really like that we get this sort of dark side of her and this backstory about, you know, how she she's always kind of had anger. I mean, the the flashbacks, she's like 12, um, I think. Um, right. And so, you know, she's uh, she's had anger issues since she was 12. And I think it's really neat to actually see how you know i mean we we all have stuff in our past that we're not super proud of and you know you try to you try to do better and um and it's really interesting to me to actually see that uh play out because we get a lot of shirley as sort of this like hypothetical good person where like you know she's she's the the bible thumper of the group and so and everything's oh that's nice that's nice but to actually get this more uh, uh, more dimension in her character um, rather than just be this like weird Christian mom stereotype. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, I do, I do really love that. I also just, I, I really enjoy episodes where it is uh, usually, usually it's Jeff, but like Jeff really, becoming better friends with somebody on the show. Mm-hmm. Um and we've had that with like uh my dinner with Abed. We've had you know where he he really gets uh gets to know Abed a little bit more even though that kind of backfires a little bit because Abed's shenanigans. Sure. Um you know, we 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 have moments with him and Pierce where he kind of connects with Pierce um this is this is a really great moment where we get that with Shirley and I feel like if you're going to try to bridge any any um if you're trying to bridge any gaps with Jeff by constructing, you know, like let's say Jeff bridges um not Bo not Bo um uh but some Jeff bridges. Mm-hmm. Uh if you're making some Jeff bridges, I think the probably one of the more difficult ones to make is Shirley because in a lot of ways she is everything Jeff stands against. I mean, he is, um, he, he just does not give a crap about religion. He's, he never wants to be a father. He has a terrible relationship with his father. So, you know, kids and all of that dynamic, none of his, none of his jam. He's all about being cool. You can't be cool when you're a, a, christian mom in his at least in his eyes um so in a lot of ways she's everything that he hates everything he doesn't want to be and so being able to actually have a one one of those jeff bridges that 
extends out to Shirley and you can have this kind of real friendly moment. I really appreciate that. They also managed to do it in a way where it doesn't feel totally forced. Um, right. Because they're, they, they do connect sort of with their own past traumas that they, they kind of, they share. And in this one moment kind of even overlap, you know, I mean like one of the things we, we didn't even mention, but in the flashback, big cheddar even is like, Oh, I know you don't have a dad because, uh, something, something you're a bitch. So like, she's directly being like, Hey, you don't have a dad. And like that, right. We know dad, uh, uh, Jeff has dad issues. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of subtext going on and I, I, I love the a plot. I think it's so good. Uh, the B plot is less my jam. It's, it's fine. Um, I don't, hate it but it's not as good as the a plot um it is it it is setting some stuff up for later on that is kind of like the the abed troy annie uh roommate ship um because you know some some stuff happens later on i won't spoil it but I, I think it's important to kind of set up sort of what dynamic that they have here. And I think that's kind of, this is kind of starting to work on it. Like Troy said, you know, you were supposed to, to bring a uh, calm us down. And instead mm. now they're breaking into the landlord's room to right. try to steal back a DVD that, or get vengeance on a broken DVD or, you know, whatever. Right. I guess he doesn't know it's broken yet um, to try to steal <laughs> back a DVD like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's setting some stuff up, but I'm not as, I'm not as in love with it. Um, I'll give this episode a B plus okay. just because I think, I think the A plot's so strong and I think the B plot, uh, is fine. Um, and so I think it averages out to pretty good B plus. Fair enough. But we want to know what you think about this episode about... What, what yeah, what would what would your name be if you ch- if you changed your name? Big Cheddar, um, keeping in mind, keeping in mind, you cannot be Ben.exe. That's my name. I've trademarked it. Right, and I'm Benedict Cumberbatch, and no one else can be Benedict Cumberbatch. Look for Nobody. me. Look for me in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and also in the new Spider-Man movie because I'm in that one too, apparently. Because again, I'm Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm impressed. I'm doing a podcast with Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, and he does such a good American accent. And I'm, it's I'm, quite good. I'm impressed. So, um, we want to know all these things, and we only said the one. Um, <laughs> what did What did you? I mean, say what do you think about Shirley finally be getting a whole big plot for herself? What is your favorite unrated movie of all time? Um, if you're like Rick, I don't know. what's your favorite porn? I don't know. <laughs> you can tweet those ones at Mike. That's fine. He'll love them. He he tweet them he, at Ring I'm sorry, Benedict. Tweet them at Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Please tweet them at Benedict Cumberbatch. You can do all these things and more by <laughs> tweeting at us at Good Morning Greendale at Good Greendale. That's the one at Good Greendale <laughs> on Twitter. You can go to GoodMorningGreendale.com to find a contact form send us a nice uh, nice letter you can find information about our patreon which by the way we do have a new patreon patron i want to talk about 
they actually pledged a little while ago, but I we got so distracted with that email that we got that I, I it was a good to, email though. It was a we very good email. We love our emails. If you want to email um, us, we do love them. So uh, my my uh, sincerest apologies uh, to our new Patreon patron who uh, I forgot to mention last time, but that is Katie Ferris. So thank you, Katie, for thank you. Uh, for joining the Patreon. You too can do that at patreon.com slash back to Futurama. And of course, we have our fan group, League of Jeremy's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can join that. Talk to us about all sorts of shenanigans. We love um, interacting with you. And we love the fact that we put a smile on your face. Uh, I want to just say, uh, you know, it's again, things are happening in the world. So just uh, be kind to your fellow man and man, woman and child and try to do uh, the best you can and help the people that need the help. So we love you very much. Thank you for listening to this goofball show. And I hope it put a smile on your face. And until next time, when we are back to talk about another episode of community, I have been your co-host Ben.exe. I have been your other co-host Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) I I wish wish you luck. luck.